0: Forget all the X's and O's, forget individual performances, forget even, you know, chewing into Matt Canada a little more. What this team really could use here in Indianapolis tonight is a return to some old school snarl. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Steelers versus Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium, 8.15 p.m. kickoff. I'm here covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm looking forward to it, but maybe not in the same way that everyone might. I'm not really all about the outcomes for the duration of this schedule. I'm just not. I think they'd be a welcome development if the Steelers were to win more often than they lost down the stretch. I look at the caliber of some of the opponents, including these Colts, and say, you know what? They probably should be beating these teams, even if they're prioritizing developmental things along the way, You know, such as having a rookie quarterback. But I look at this matchup in particular against a team that's now being coached by a guy with absolute zero coaching experience. That, of course, being the great Jeff Saturday experiment that's happening here. And it's not going to be about outsmarting them. It's probably not even going to be about outskilling them or outspeeding them or anything else. It's probably just going to be about playing harder than the other guys. And for me, that always starts in the trenches. Actually, for everybody in football, that starts in the trenches. And we've seen so, so little of that in 2022, whether it's on offense or defense, that I feel like there's a risk. It could just kind of gradually fade from the team's culture. Really ask yourself, when was the last time you watched the Steelers this season and said, wow, that's my Steelers? First half against Cincinnati, right? It wasn't even the Tampa Bay game. It wasn't the, you know, the New Orleans game or anything like that. It was the first game in Cincinnati. And why? Because the defense got after it. Cam Hayward was in Joe Burrow's kitchen within the first 30 seconds of the game. TJ was a monster. Alex Highsmith was dropping people left and right. Now, the offense was in the natal stages of being a catastrophe, so you can throw them right out of this equation. But even there, we've seen in recent weeks more of an emphasis on running slash pounding the ball. This is. In a way, I don't know if it's so much progress as it is a rescue operation. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. T.J. Watt was asked over the weekend back home, why the Steelers have done better defensively against the run this year. And this was his response. I think it's a mix of a lot of things. Um, Scheme, just guys um, being more aware of their gap, trusting everybody in the back end. uh, I don't know if you can pinpoint one thing in specific, but I think we're taking a lot of pride in it this year. Um, And he's right, obviously. When you ask Cam Hayward a similar question, you'll get a similar answer. They'll talk about filling gaps. They'll talk about trusting each other. They're not going to get into, hey, we fought harder. Because that's just kind of presumed that you should be doing. But in this challenge tonight against the Colts, And Saturday himself has spoken up about this with the Indianapolis media. It's going to be about Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be about stopping Taylor or not stopping him. And a lot of that is just want to. A lot of that is just, as James Harrison used to say, beat the man across from you. That's where this team needs to get to. It needs to get back to that defensively, like all the way back. The stats are nice. The numbers are okay. But the fire and the spirit and the fear factor and all that other stuff, no, not since week one. Offensively, of course, it's, it's different because everything's a challenge on offense, in large part because of Canada. Because he has no imagination, has no plays, and I said I wasn't going to make this one about Canada, so I'll get back to it. They need to play harder. They need to run harder. They need to block Harder. The offensive linemen all tell me to a man with gusto that they prefer running the football. You know why? Because all blockers do. Because it's a whole lot easier. It's a lot simpler. All you do is you see that guy's eyeballs in front of you and you try to shove him back as far as you can. You're not really all that worried about where your X should go to their O. All you're doing, for the most part, there's You know, there's pulls and there's schemes and there's assignments. But for the most part, you're just pushing downhill. It's a machismo thing. It's okay to say that. It's a machismo thing. It just is. You want to be the tougher dude. And all too often, they haven't been. They haven't been. Even though I'd like to think as I look across that offensive line, there's not only, you know, the requisite good size, but there's also some guys who are pretty strong. Chuksacorafor is a freakish athlete. I don't know that people realize that. An absolute freak. Mason Cole's more of a technician when it comes to the run block. Kevin Dotson, right back to absolute freak. Dan Moore, actually, for all his many struggles this season, has been a decent run blocker. Why? Another guy who's just kind of freakish with his athleticism combined with his size. Okay, so give them a bone. Throw the bone out there in the middle of the defensive backfield and tell them all to get there. And while they're going there to push somebody with a white helmet and horseshoe on it back 10 yards. That's that's a lot of what this team needs, I believe, in order to start sorting out the guys that you want to have back on either side of the trench and the guys that you don't want to have back. This is a pretty good night to begin sifting through all that. When we come back, J1Q. for the past 15 years and yes that is a real thing the super lawyer designation is reserved for the top five percent of all attorneys in pennsylvania learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454 and today's j1q comes from ed who asks is kenny pickett capable of throwing a good ball over the middle You have to see the field on those more, as opposed to other patterns. He makes some wild throws over the middle. He's lucky he hasn't thrown more interceptions. Ed, I'm going to go back to some stats and some data that are available to all of us now. This used to be like NFL top secret stuff. And now that you have NFL next-gen stats, uh, which is issued by the league to the public, which is amazing information. I can't recommend it strongly enough. But also a lot of other uh, film review analyses that are out there, uh, Football Outsiders, Pro Football Focus. You can find data to either support or refute most situations. With Kenny's, it sounds to me like I'm about to throw you (laughs) for a pretty big loop here. Kenny's made 274 total dropbacks in the National Football League. He has completed exactly seven passes of 10 or more air yards between the numbers. And before I proceed, I'm going to be specific about what that means. Picture the football field, everything between the numbers, down the middle, and 10 or more yards of the football actually traveling through the air as opposed to just hitting somebody on a quick slant and they take off on it. He has seven total completions of 10-plus air yards between the numbers. And if that sounds really low, it is. Guess what else? That's right. You know what I'm going to say here. They don't throw there like ever. I'm looking at the graphic that accompanies this information, And out of the seven times he completed passes in this vicinity, I'm counting, and there are orange dots here, so give me a second, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven incompletions. So he's only put 14 total passes there. So when you're watching the game, kind of the same way that I am, whether it's on TV, whether it's live, whatever, you're thinking, man, he just doesn't hit anything over the middle. The real reason you're thinking that is they aren't throwing there, and that's always a they. That's never just the quarterback because you're not going to throw over the middle of the field 10 or more air yards away and have that be your second or third option, at least not very often. You'd have to be like Ben Roethlisberger in his 10th season to be finding extra options that far down the field straight away from you. Those are set plays. Those are primary options. Those are first reads. He's not being allowed to do that. Are you seeing and remembering him misfiring on some passes? Yes. Yes. Are you seeing and remembering him connecting on some passes? Maybe not as much because it's a dangerous place to throw the football and the human instinct is going to be to to cringe a little bit when the ball goes up there. So you're going to remember the bad more than the good. I don't mean to psychoanalyze you here, Ed, but I really think that's kind of what's going on here. And I'm not making excuses for Kenny either. He's not been great. But whenever you talk about certain individualized components to his play, you've got to be able to look at the information that's at hand and reach the correct conclusion before you go about fixing anything, if you're the Steelers. So do they maybe see a problem here the way you do? It's it's possible. It's possible. It's possible that that's why they're not letting him throw there. It's also possible that this coordinator has no imagination, no ambition, and no wish to even come close to the risk of a turnover. And so he runs the offense that he runs. I'm betting on the latter. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these after the game tomorrow.